I'm Arthur Falls, and this time on the Internet Computer Weekly, I'm joined by Ray Laraquenta of Catalyze. So Catalyze, Ray, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's essentially a internet computer-based Discord that's designed to enable crypto communities to better track the value of the community that they're building. Am I on the right track there? Yeah, I mean, that's right. We're moving from just a basic community platform to something that's more of a community management platform where groups can not only, you know, collect data about their membership and understand what that data means and cultivate it. So we're trying to raise the bar so we're not just a clone of a Web2 idea, but we're taking that and building it around things you can only do in the blockchain Web3 space by leveraging wallet data and transaction data to help community leaders value their communities, understand how to increase that value and engagement. Right, because there is this interesting fact that we've learned, and that is that the value of one of these digital assets, be it an NFT or a fungible token, almost always comes down to what you might call a minimum viable community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the value of those assets are driven by the power of the community. And we're seeing a shift not only in how community management is being done, but also how investors are looking at this space, how they're evaluating projects, whether it's an NFT project or a Web3 project. And, you know, we've seen the same thing on the donor side where does this community have the ability to execute? You know, can we help them? And can they leverage the assets that we're giving them effectively? So it has become a deeper dive into the idea of what a community is. And then therefore, we think there's an opportunity to provide community leaders and their supporters with data on what those communities are about and how you can grow them, how you can monetize them more effectively. Let's take a step back in time and talk about your background and the roots of Catalyze as a platform. Sure. So. The founders of the company, you know, for the most part, are, are ex or current Gartner analysts. The background that we have, as me in particular, is in the collaboration technology space. So, you know, long before Slack and Teams and other products were kind of all the rage, you know, we were looking at the precursors of those technologies and how corporations, Global 2000 companies, were using collaboration software to drive business change, invent new products, establish a collaborative culture in the organization. And you know, from those learnings, we decided to do something on the consumer side and take what we learned from more top-down management-style organizations and how collaborative technology was used there and repurposed it for bottom-up. The cool thing about communities is they're very flat. And it is very much a bottom-up type enterprise. And so you can't take uh, top-down products that have a chain of command with leadership managers, reviews, people being fired, and get the most out of a community you know, applying those technologies. So we started engineering something about three years ago that was designed for flat organizations where they have you know, really not much of a chain of command. It's all very much you know, peer-to-peer collaboration. And we built from there. And so that was kind of our going in approach, which is taking what we've learned around how to build high performing teams and reposition it to the reality of a volunteer or fan community type of a basis. That's where we started. And so how did you wind up at the internet computer? 
we're researchers, right? So we read everything. We read a ton. We're constantly looking at technology. We've been studying the blockchain space since probably 2016. And when Infinity had launched initially, we made a note of their aspirations. You know, there's a 20-year roadmap got our attention. And we just watched, you know, their evolution. We became more involved with Internet Computer and Infinity about a year ago. We saw that they were getting closer to releasing their mainnet. Their development tools were ready to be, you know, to tire kicked, if you will. So we started to communicate with the company about what they were doing and kind of what we were doing at the time, which was the precursor to Catalyze, which is a, you know, a social cause-based application called WEACT that was built on Web2. So we got together with folks over at Defini and said, hey, look, would you like to see something like this on the internet computer? Is this a space you know, that you'd like to see develop? And the response was very enthusiastic. So we uh, submitted a grant application in the spring, and we were one of the first teams to get picked up to do it. And so it was a very quick whirlwind kind of romance. We saw very much things eye to eye, what they want to do, the vision, to make Web3 available to everyone, to make it easier to start companies. The entire ethos of what they were trying to do lined up very nicely from where we were coming from with WEACT. And then by working with the community, we expanded the remit to something that's more broadly based on a lot of different types of communities, and that's how Catalyze was born. So bringing this back to Catalyze, how do we value a community and what makes a community valuable? I can come up with some ideas, but I'm sure this is something you've put actual structured thought into. Yeah, so the community has different layers of engagement. So we've built like a 42-point list of typical community interactions and everything from the lowest level, which would not be surprising if somebody likes a post, participates in a discussion, up to when people take on projects to become moderators and admins, they train and mentor other users, they build you know, pipelines into the community from other groups, so cross-community collaboration. And we basically, you know, this is like pre-wallet thinking, assigned a score to each of those things. The nice thing about the tokenized model and building out our own token architecture is that now we can create something we call a service token which uses that pointing model and moves it over into a token model. And so as people engage with their community and with the platform, they're generating service tokens, which is you know the currency of the platform in terms of value creation. We take that data and then we put it in the form of a dashboard, something we're calling a minimum viable community indice for the community manager. So you can see gross uh, service token accumulation by user, by community, you can look at different roles and their aggregation of tokens, as well as the types of tokens they're earning. Now, this is all opt-in. So if a person doesn't want to share that information, they don't have to. But if they want to and the community needs that kind of data, we think we're going to build some very interesting indices where you can say, hey, I've got 4,000 people in my community and they're doing X type of engagement. So that will have more clarity and future predictability of what the community can do than the saying, hey, I've got 4,000 people on a social platform, insert any product in Web3, you don't know what you have. And typically, the data you get is minimal because they weren't designed for that. Communities were designed for you know, ease of access, and they do a great job at that. But in terms of understanding what a community is capable of doing, whether it's monetization or some type of action, 
we think it has to be purposely built. And the wallet is an amazing device along with a token to be able to do that. So it's a social FI platform where you engage to earn. You earn service tokens, which can be converted into catalyzed tokens, which is the governance token of the platform, which also has an economic value. So we think it's going to be a very interesting and cool ecosystem and economy that we're going to build and you know, a byproduct that is a newer you know, kind of thinking for us in the last few months is data and the data and the power of that community. And as organizations look at Web3 projects or, like I said, you know, social cause groups, you can start to make distinctions as to is this community highly engaged and highly motivated and will it kind of stand the test of time? Or is this a community that's doing a lot of low-value interactions, like the liking and very minimal interaction, where you're going to have to keep feeding them with prizes and contests and other motivators to keep them hanging around? And the, other, the last thing I would say on this kind of analytics is that you know most marketeers and salespeople know it's always more expensive and difficult to build a new customer than it is to extend the existing customer. And that applies to communities as well. If you're going to spend months or years building four or five, 10,000 person community, you don't want to keep doing that over and over again. Every time you invent something new, you want to talk to them about or engage with them. in. And so we're going to try to build something that allows you to continue the life of a community and predict where you're losing the audience before you do so you can engage them at a better level. And it's worth pointing out here, because I know that there's going to be some people in the audience saying, oh, data collection, you know. But the idea really is that a lot of communities want to have their interactions fairly represented and valued, NFT communities being a very clear example. Oh, very much so. And, you know, privacy is critical. Obviously, wouldn't have gone with Web3 if it wasn't. So this is going to be something where the user is going to have to want to participate in that level and the community leadership will have to explain you know, how they're going to be using the data. But the beautiful thing is they own it. We don't own it. So the communities have currency, both in terms of the tokens they earn and the data that they generate. So you think of this ultimately as becoming you know, like a DAO or a DAO type platform where the communities now have their own data, which they can use to enhance the experience for their members or monetize it for themselves, not for the benefit of us, but for the community that they're leading. We definitely want to empower groups by giving them tools and data that will allow them to become more effective and more fruitful in whatever they're doing, as opposed to, you know, we're trying to manage to a specific, you know, opportunity for ourselves. If they win and they own their own data and they can do something, you know, powerful with their own data, the platform wins and then the economy becomes self-feeding. I think that's a real critical distinction. So I'm glad you brought it up. Well, this actually takes us immediately to another point, and that is, what's the monetization strategy? How does the governance token gain value? So the governance token gains value in a couple of different ways. It's probably a whole other conversation, but everything from staking on the platform, we're going to use it for purchasing of in-app services. So it could be advanced reporting. It could be in-app events. You know, we hope to be able to hold online conferences inside of the platform. So the platform itself becomes almost like a venue and we provide services. So think of like Moscone, but in, you know, I hate to say the word in a metaverse form, where if you want to hold like an event or a conference on the platform, we provide those services. If you conduct regular AMAs and it's a professional part of what you're doing, 
there'll be you know advanced AMA services that you can use uh, your Catalyze tokens to acquire. Uh, like I said, we're going to be offering staking models there. We're going to be using SNS and our own neuron model in platforms. There'll be different ways to create inflationary pressure on the token, as well as the obvious one, which is donors and investors will acquire those tokens to donate and invest into the platform. So for social causes, they can issue NFTs that are charged with ICP or Catalyze tokens. And for NFT groups, there's a possibility that this can become a crowdfunding platform where people you know, acquire Catalyze tokens to invest in projects that are you know, running their communities on the platform. So those are some of the ways that you know, we'll be using the currency and some of the ways that we'll be you know, kind of burning that currency to you know, drive up its value. We're going to be coming forward with a light paper of sorts with our entire tokenomics model that will kind of build out this visually and in text format so you can see those particular pricing pressures. Because you can imagine, it's a pretty common conversation we're having with investors. Like, this is cool, and it sounds like people would want to use it, but you know what's going to drive up the price of the catalyzed token or at least enhance its value? And so we'll produce something this quarter that will lay that out in more detail. Okay, because I see two different things going on here. On the one hand, you've got all of the pressure to burn Catalyze tokens. Effectively, that's an economic flow. It's revenue to the platform. And then you've got all of the activities of all of the different communities on the platform that are generating data and backing that data or attaching that data to a community currency. I'm not 100% sure how that connection is made, but I can see there's value there and I'm sure there's a way to back that currency with that data. And between these two things, we've got a genuine economic flow, right? We've got services being provided. We've got communities generating robust data. If you get data from like a Facebook user, you know, it's pretty weak, right? Like an individual Facebook user is not highly valuable. It's not, it's not valuable click through, right? <laughs> if you're just getting someone you know, to click through an ad in their Facebook feed. There's the clicking and then there's the motivation. So the, the idea being is that you measure things or you assign service token value to things that are valuable to the community. So it becomes self-feeding. So we create an economy with the service tokens that is not just for, you know, accumulating, you know, transaction data, but these behaviors are, you know, incentivizing people to have higher levels of engagement. I think that's a real key thing. With the community, there's the collection of bodies, which is we're 10,000 people. And so for some, that is the end goal. We just want to have a huge number of people. And that is something that's impressive. And our model is more, it's the quality and the level of engagement and the action orientation of the community. And I think that's the real difference between and similarities between Web3 communities, creator communities, NFT communities, and social impact groups is that they ultimately measure success of their community and not how many people are in it, but how much action and proaction they take as individuals. And so just to kind of put a finer point on the service token model, that is designed to you know, recognize and incentivize the higher value interactions on the platform. What is interesting about this is, you know, I look at Discord, which is where most crypto communities tend to find their home. And Discord makes 130 million a year, or at least it did in 2020. So this is where all of this activity is taking place. But the question is, how is Discord actually taking advantage of 
the immense amount of value that is actually being created through its communities, right? Like it's not capturing that true value. The sheer billions of dollars of NFTs that have gained their value through communities on Discord. And what I find interesting about what you've just described is, first of all, this is a positively differentiated community platform that aims to provide a similar service to Discord. So let's assume that we have some kind of movement of that customer profile over to Catalyze, away from Discord. And hypothetically, let's say it's 10%, which is the classic hypothetical number that you use. But then you also take into consideration the fact that you're better able to assess and manifest the value of that community on Catalyze. You've got this multiplier. Let's see. So Discord is valued at, so 130 million in revenues, $15 billion valuation in 2020. For the sake of ease, let's call that a price to earnings ratio of 100. Well, If you've got just 10% of Discord, we could hypothetically suggest that Catalyze would be worth, or at least not Catalyze the token necessarily, but Catalyze the economy could be worth 1.5 billion. But then if you were able to better manifest that value that's being created on Discord within the communities that are using Catalyze, that number could be considerably higher and that number would be equivalent to the performance of that manifestation, right? Through the techniques that you just described. Yeah. I mean, obviously those are big numbers and any blockchain project would love to have those numbers as their outcome. But I think the construct makes sense. We're incentivizing behaviors that will enhance the value of the community and giving the community new ways to grow and monetize the community, maintain the fidelity of the community so they don't have to keep building them over and over again. And then building purposely, you know, oriented tools, AMA management tools. We're going to have in-app events, in-app NFT minting. We're going to interface with Entrepot and other NFT marketplaces. So you can go from working with creators in platform, designing your artwork, minting it and posting it on a marketplace. So yeah, if you look at the ecosystem that we want to build and because our orientation is horizontal, meaning that we have this idea or desire to plug into other you know, projects in the Definio ecosystem, there, there's definitely a multiplier effect that can happen because we're, as a community, stronger. And because we have common connections because of the token and NNS and SNS, I think there's a lot greater multiples that can be had, similar to what you just outlined, that it's not just bringing the community over and the revenue that represents, it's what we can do with those communities in-platform and inter-platform that we're very excited about. Now, our goal here is to not only be successful and have a successful product in the space, but to also help our peers in the community that are building different pieces of the puzzle and connecting to them and leveraging them. And I've heard that, and this is going to seem you know like a shill comment, but it's something that I was spontaneously said to me by you know one of our advisors, that they see that this community in Definity as being a community, that it's not a bunch of separate blockchain projects that happen to be around a particular token. It's not to say that other groups, other chains have that problem, but there's definitely a strong sense of connection within these groups. And I'm looking forward to seeing where that takes us. And so I think the multiplier has two dimensions. What we can do in platform, 
And then what we can do by plugging into the ecosystem that Definity's kind of cultivating with other projects to get a lot more leverage. And that's really, I think that we talk about Web3, that's where I think the power is. It's not just doing something as a solo artist, but it's connecting projects and programs together that I think we haven't really begun to scratch the scratch of what that means. It's interesting you say that because I've heard that from other people, actually, that I wouldn't specifically compare, but Definity does have a uniquely tight-knit community. It's kind of like early Ethereum days. It's reminiscent of, not the same at all. No, I get it. But yeah, it does feel like, you know, we're a bunch of garage bands that we're all kind of taken off together at the same time. And we're gigging together and we're doing things together in a way that is very communal. A lot of people have found other companies in the ecosystem, you know, work with us last year, which is amazing. And I think that is just part of the vibe that I get from this community. I think they know they're doing something unique. I think they know, obviously, they're trailblazers. And there's definitely a lot of, hey, if I do this or I make this tool, I can help like 10 projects solve a problem. And people are very quick to share that with the community. I think that is very unique to Definity. With that all said, is there anything else we should cover? Um, I mean, I think we've covered kind of the basis. What I need to do is come back with you know, our token economics deep dive so people can see how the economy is going to work. So that'll be a pin in me to come back to you. The things that are coming up now that are of note, we're closing our seed round, which we're really excited about. We have a lot of great international investors. We're about 130, 140% oversubscribed, which is great. So we'll be doing a press release probably in the next week or two, announcing that that round is closed. We are hiring. That's a nice thing to be able to say. So if you know Rust, you know, find me. Another skill is in the Definity ecosystem. So that's coming up. We'll be launching a beta of Catalyze on IC, probably, you know, early second quarter, maybe late first quarter. So we'll be out very publicly with different groups talking about that and getting people to sign up. We'll be doing some joint announcements with the Definity community, ICP squad. I see astronauts, I see puppies. There'll be a lot of NFT and other community joint announcements coming in the upcoming weeks of things we're going to do. And we'll be doing you know, this quarter a charity NFT drop for Rhino Rescue. So I wanted to kind of close with that. So we have a South African artist who's generated a lot of hand-drawn prints you know, that we're going to put out for NFT with the proceeds going to charity. Fantastic. A worthy cause. Where can people find out more? Okay, so we're in the middle of a brand transition. So weact.chat will be taken down, but for short-term you know, listeners, they can go to weact.chat. If they're interested in anything we talked about, we have a forum there where you can submit your interest. Later this month, we'll be relaunching the site as catalyze.one, and all of our branding across all the social will be changed over to Catalyze or Catalyze One, depending on you know, what the naming of the platform. We'll do an announcement uh, Monday of the timeline for all that. But weact.chat is the short term, or you can follow us on Twitter, similar handle, but everything will be cut over to Catalyze by the end of the month. Fantastic. All right. Thanks a bunch, mate. Thank you. Thanks for listening. The Internet Computer Weekly is part of a larger effort at education, governance, and community building we are calling the Cycle DAO. We host a follow target neuron, which is controlled by the voting members of the DAO. 
This membership is composed of investors, enthusiasts, developers, entrepreneurs, and some ex-Definity folks. We monitor the Definity forum discussions of NNS proposals and also use community surveys and one-on-one discussions with ecosystem participants to inform our decisions. You can find instructions to follow the Neuron at cycledao.xyz. That's C-Y-C-L-E-D-A-O dot X-Y-Z. We have additional content and discussions of our voting decisions in the blog section of the same. If you stumbled across this podcast online, you can subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or any good podcast aggregator. You've been a fantastic audience. Please tune in next week for more great discussions. Thank you.